Yeah, it's the Overnight Scape Central again. And this week, well, it looks to me like it's Frank Nora and myself, Frank Edward Nora, uh, coming through as always. And I'm here. PQ River winds up here uh, as your host. I guess I'm supposed to be. But, uh, yeah, the Dean Martin did not excite as I thought he might. But uh, we're going forward. Uh Dean Martin, good lord, what a per and forgotten. I mean, I think if you asked most younger people, you know, what's their favorite Dean Martin song, I, I, they would be at a total loss to even know who Dean Martin perhaps was. And uh, he was, well, as part of the iconic comedy team back in the 1950s of Martin and Lewis. I mean, the first half of the 1950s pretty much belonged to Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis, and there's just no way of denying that historically. They were a show business phenomenon, like the Beatles, like Frank Sinatra, one of those phenomena, Michael Jackson, that kind of big. And from today's uh, viewpoint, That's really hard to picture, this neurotic, skinny, obnoxious, infantile uh, comedian, uh, and this sort of handsome, uh, slightly inebriated kind of... The thing that Dean Martin always seemed to have was this coolness, this calm, uh, this suaveness, and... um, Many say in his life that he really, that was him, and he really just had this cavalier, didn't care about anything sort of a vibe in his everyday doings. But uh, I'm sure Frank's done some research, as he said on his show, uh, he had to do some uh, real digging and looking in, so I'm interested to hear how that turned out. And me, uh, to me, Dean Martin was always there, and it was only in, like, recent years that I'm realizing that uh, him and other stars of that era that, you know, when I was a young man were, these were the big guys, Johnny Carson, uh, and now they're rapidly becoming these show business footnotes, these people who are only mentioned in passing. And it's not that Dean Martin, I can't say he was so great that we should never forget him and I'm doing this show. I'm doing this show more as an examination of how somebody can be so incredibly huge. And then, and then, but, uh, yeah, welcome to the Overnightscape Central. I'm glad you're here. And uh, let's get going on what Frank has to say on this vital topic, yeah, shall we? His um, Spotify, so I can reference songs. So we're here in uh, Martinsville, New Jersey. I'm here with my brother John, my father, Frank Ralph Nora. And uh, the topic on this week's Central is Dean Martin. And I think... Uh, something I really feel is part of my pop culture blind spot. I don't, I mean, I know about him, obviously, but I don't really know, I don't have much experience with him. So, John, how do you, what do you feel about Dean Martin? I'm a big Dean Martin fan. Um, I'm a big Rat Pack fan, so I mostly know him more so from the Rat Pack era than the um, Martin and Lewis era. Yeah. But I know that um, 
the Martin and Lewis, with Jerry Lewis, he was they were like one of the biggest cultural phenomenons ever. Sort of pre Beatlemania, I think they were one of the biggest sort of draws, or you know, they're like one of the most popular comedian. They're like the most popular act like ever, pretty much in that era. Yeah, I started, I started watching one of them, and it's like it's hard. Like it's like Jerry Lewis is kind of hard to take. Like that persona, it's just kind of that man-child persona. I know it, it, he was so popular, but I'm, I'm having trouble like getting past that. So Dean Martin was like the straight man, and Jerry Lewis was like this wild, crazy character right yeah i guess he was sort of more of like the straight man but in that in that I, i'm not a i haven't really seen a lot of martin and lewis i don't think i've ever seen any martin and lewis yeah actually. i started watching uh hollywood or bust which was their last one when apparently they weren't even on speaking terms but but um but dean dean martin was just he was just a consummate pro um you know entertainer and I think I guess what most people would say his trademark was just the way he made everything look effortless. He just everything looked easy the way he did it. His singing, you know, being a television personality. Um, like he just seemed comfortable everywhere. Things, yeah, yeah. And um, so, what was like the Rat Pack? What was like the? Was it just they were in shows together, or they were popularized as being friends? Like, what was the yeah, Rat it was, Pack? It was like term? they were friends, and they, they did shows together in Vegas eventually, and then they were, you know, um, they did a few movies together, like um, Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Uh, Some Came Running, um, Robin and the Seven Hoods. Uh, there were a series of Rat Pack sort of movies, but they were just, yeah, they were, fr- they were just friends. Um, Frank and... Dino and Sammy and the other two uh, guys, uh, uh, Joey Bishop, is that Joey Bishop, and uh, uh, the guy who got involved with the Kennedys. Because uh, I'm just researching it. What's the other guy's name? Uh, Lang, Lang, Peter. No, not uh, Peter Lang. No, Peter something. Yeah. But what were uh, Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra? What was their relationship? Was it more of like uh, equals, or was he like was Dean Martin like a sidekick or? No, it was more like equals. I mean, Sammy Davis was more of sort of a devotee kind of um, uh, uh, side, not sidekick, but sort of like a. I mean, Frank Sinatra sort of took him under his wing. Yeah, and he always had this Peter great, Lawford. Peter remember, Peter Peter remember, Lawford. Yeah, I just remember Lawford. that. Yeah. He, that's how they got. He was married to one of the Kennedys, I think, and that's how Frank Sinatra got involved with. The Kennedy campaign. Okay. And, um, yeah, um, Dean Martin was, uh, I, I don't really, I don't know how they first met or anything, but, yeah, they were sort of equals. and Well, they were both Italian-Americans, right? That was one of their big connections, yeah, right? Yeah, and, um, and, you know, I guess Frank Sinatra was like the overall bigger uh, star, but, Dean, I think, was more successful on TV. Yeah. Because Frank Sinatra originally had some TV shows, but I think he kind of did specials once a year or whatever. But Dean Martin was like a regular television personality. And I believe his show had like a nine-year run. He had like a variety show. Yeah, I was just researching that. It was quite quite popular, and people really loved it. And... um, but the thing is, like, by the time we were watching television and remembering it from, like, early to mid-70s, like... 
Dean Martin, I think, had kind of vanished from the TV scene, would you say, or was not as, not as prominent? Because I don't really remember much about him. No, I mean, he's probably just... I, I don't know. Like At some point, his son was killed, I think, in an automobile accident, and he sort of retreated, retreated into private life. I don't remember when that was. It was sometime probably in the early 70s. Yeah. Or maybe late 70s. I don't really remember, but... Um, yeah, we, when we were growing up, we probably would have just seen him doing, like, those roasts or something. Or, now, were those roasts on TV or where were the, the Dean Martin roasts? Which I think they were on TV. Yeah. Um, but Because uh, you would see like... I don't really remember seeing them. I don't, have I don't remember movies. seeing them at all. But then there were these infomercials that were on, I would say, about 20 years ago. Endless infomercials where they were selling on VHS yeah. all of the, the, the Dean Martin, Martin roasts. Roast. Yeah. Um, now, I started watching one of his TV shows, I think from 68... And you were saying that he had this this gimmick or this this act of acting drunk, was it? Well, yeah, that was like a shtick. Like he, you know, like that was part of the act. Um, you know, like on the in the Rat Pack shows in Vegas. You know, like a famous line was, um, he say it's cold in here, and Sinatra would say, "Well, get your head out of the ice bucket," stuff like that. <laughs> you know, and um, and all that kind of stuff. And they just developed that kind of uh, repartee on stage and. Um, so that was in like that was in like the they did the whole Vegas thing like after the Beatles hit and everything and they were sort of like this new thing had come into the on the radio and whatever and so Sinatra sort of they were just sort of doing that live shows that you know doing live shows in Vegas and stuff yeah but um uh so yeah I mean I basically just know Dean Martin from clips and you know a lot of his great you know I listened to you know he had a lot of great recordings as a singer um one of my favorites is um on was it on an evening and an evening in Roma Houston is great bumming around I'm just looking at some of my favorite ones there's a there's a really interesting I was going to tell you there's an interesting um there's like a YouTube it's like it sort of looks like it plays like a music video. It must it couldn't have been a music video, but you can find on YouTube for bumming around. There's like a weird like Dean Martin music video. It's like him with all these weird. It's like him with mannequins. I think. Well, I think they they used to do that just on TV shows, right? They just did a, a musical. Yeah, and it's like, like a vignette, it, and it's like him just with all these mannequins in these different scenes for the song "Bumming Around." Yeah, which is a really good Dean Martin song. Um, uh. Yeah, it's just I don't I, I think from from our perspective the people that we knew were what we people basically on television and I don't know I don't really remember seeing any of his movies on TV I, I mean I'm sure they must have shown those Martin and Lewis movies because I remember we saw some Jerry Lewis movies that we liked but it was after it was the the movies after uh, Dean Martin that we saw like the Nutty Professor, Nutty Professor yeah. and and you know those kind of ones from the 70s and 80s um, I guess the last film. I think it was 58 was the last film with uh, with Jerry Lewis. It just feels weird. For me, it feels like kind of, I've always heard of him, but I don't think I've ever seen any television that he was on. And his show as well was clearly not rerun in any market that I saw because I started yeah. watching it and it was in 68. Yeah. You know, I was alive at that point and apparently the show went to like 71 or 72. So. I started, I'm playing a Dean Martin song accidentally. Nice. Um, <laughs> Well, these are just all this classic, like that's Amore, Sway, Memories Are Made of This, Yeah. Volare, 
Um, he was a great singer. And but, well, I mean, would you say the style is very, very much like people? Like, I, I know people, so many people that listen to Frank Sinatra all the time. It was yeah. in that similar vein, right? Yeah, he was a crooner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Let me hear what you're playing here. But this Houston is another good one Dean Martin did. Houston. Well, it's lonesome in this old town. Everybody puts me down. I'm a face without a name. Just walking in the rain, going back to Houston. He has a very distinctive kind of uh, characteristic to the way he performs. Almost that sort of very... Every, every, everyone says how relaxed he seems all yeah, the time. Yeah, But even his wife said, I saw a quote, that she didn't really know him, that there was an aspect of him that was like secretive, that you really couldn't know him, that he was, had a perfect facade almost. Well, yeah, I mean, I just always heard that he was just sort of a... You know, in, behind the scenes, he was just a very reserved, quiet nice person who was you know he wasn't like a wild man kind no, of celebrity he just kind of went back to his hotel room and was faithful to his wife and his family and stuff and yeah and uh, the crazy guy was just sort of an act with Sinatra and stuff and, um, yeah the little I've been, research I've been doing it, 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 he does sort of seem like um, almost like a regular person that's sort of been thrust into celebrityhood in a way that, at least that's one impression I got and he was just sort of I think he was pretty ubiquitous in that era on TV yeah. and stuff. And he was like every special, all these specials yeah. with all these different people. And yeah. I mean, but how did he sort of fall off the map in terms of like not really being on TV a lot? It's weird, right? Well, I think he just got older, and then his son died, and he didn't really want to yeah. deal with public life anymore. Yeah. That. So let me ask Dad. So Dad, what what do you remember about Dean Martin? He was a great singer. Yeah. And uh, had sort of a cool attitude, laid back. And uh, I, his partnership with Jerry Lewis was always very funny. Like, would you go to see those movies in the movie theater? Yeah. 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 It was, they were very popular. Very popular. And then how about afterwards, like the Rat Pack era? Like, was it, did you watch his TV show? It was in... From like '65 to '74 or something. Yeah, we we used to watch the show. Really? Yeah. So I may even have watched it, but I just don't remember he it. He sort of he sort of acted like he was drunk all the time. You know. Yeah. Sort of uh, easygoing and. Uh, so I, that I, that was like his trademark. Yeah, 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 and uh, I think Jerry Lewis, for all of his uh, humor, wasn't that nice a person. Well, yeah, apparently they hated each other towards the end of the run of their yeah. movies. Yeah. So. But, yeah, I mean, I, I sort of feel like I don't, haven't really watched too many TV shows or movies that he was in, you know. Like it's, he just kind of, by the mid-'70s, he was not, definitely not as popular. Like he sort of peaked in the 50s and 60s, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 And then the association with, like, the Rat Pack. So now what about the Cannonball Run Incident, like he was in both Cannonball Run one and two, right? Was he the second one? I don't. Apparently I don't, he was. I, I looked it up. 
Yeah, and I have to did he play himself or what? Who did yeah, they were playing themselves. I mean, he, he and Sammy Davis were in the first one. I don't think I've ever really yeah, seen the, the second dressing, one, but yeah, um, uh, vegan Caesar dressing. That's good. Okay. Videos is him and Goldie Hawn on his TV shows. Pretty. Oh, true. really? But, um, sort of in the laugh-in era. Yeah, and it's like a song about how dumb Goldie Hawn is, which I'm never get away <laughs> with today. Wow. Yeah, she she was playing she, up the dumb she, blonde. Oh, well, she she was playing persona. a character too. She was like yeah. playing. He was like playing drunk, and she was playing like the ditzy blonde. You know. Yeah. And uh, that's wild. Really cute. Can you find that so, um, clip? <laughs> oh, what a treat! All of the Noras are here. Well, the Nora men's that is. Oh, it's good to hear Frank Sr. And, and John and, 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 yeah, people who remember uh, Dean Martin. I mean, the bumming around. Oh, these things I've completely forgotten. Uh, uh, that, and, and, by the way, uh, Frank, uh, uh, Frank Sr. mentioned uh, that, that uh, his son passed on i think that was in the late set and that was the end that was pretty much the end of dean martin uh that that was that the only thing event that occurred in his life that he cared about it would seem and it really just took everything it was a plane crash i think his son was something to, I, I could go look of course but i haven't but yeah his son was connected with something and flew his plane into the side it was very tragic uh, it, it was a plane crash and yeah bad news for dean martin and like these guys are saying uh, as big a star as there ever was there was Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis but I'm thinking the drunk thing that came in after the teaming of Martin and Lewis Dean was just the easygoing best friend and his personality his appeal made him the complete uh, and opposite foil to Jerry Lewis the pathetic, almost uh, mentally handicapped uh, guy who always needs protection and gets into trouble. So Dean was like this protector. And I'm, uh, many have uh, articles have been written on speculating on what nerve they hit in America in that post-war era. Uh, and actually, it's about five years after the war was over that they really hit big. But boy they just and as has been said here going back to things like uh, they hosted the Colgate Comedy Hour on many occasions and these shows are now I believe in the public domain they used to turn up on VHS tapes they are all over on and off YouTube and other such services and I it, even as somebody who appreciates the works of Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis and some of their films, these TV shows, I am at a complete loss to find genuine... I mean, there's some nostalgic curiosity, but the entertainment value in these things is for my purposes, gone. I, I don't... It, it's an interesting... Fin hey, let's uh, get back to Frank and, and the boys. Yeah, it's definitely a, a, a pop culture blind spot of mine. 
And I guess also I've never been hugely into because I know a lot of people really love and you, as you say, you're a big fan of the Rat Pack, um, the whole romance of it, right? Yeah, I mean, I we uh, my friend Mark and I we celebrate his uh, birthday. Well, we used to celebrate his birthday every year, and Frank Sinatra's birthday. Dean Dean's birthday is June seventh, and Frank Sinatra's birthday is December fourteenth. So it'd be sort of a nice mid-year and end-of-year way we could get together. Wow! Um, so I guess your friend Mark is a big fan of Dean Martin. Oh yeah, we. Uh, oh wow! There, what, does it say what year that is? Nineteen sixty-nine. Yeah. You're always pretending to be so dumb. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not pretending. I really am dumb. <laughs> yeah, I am. You know, and what's more, I'm proud of it. Dumb is beautiful. You're proud of being dumb? That's right. Mm. I mean, now, did you ever stop and think, who are all the people that cause all the trouble in the world? I give up who? The smart people. Smart people. That's right. And who are the scientists and the statesmen and the generals who run all the government, make all the wars, and um, the dumb people? <laughs> no, the smart people. That's right. And another question: Look at air pollution. <laughs> I mean, who invented the, the machine? Yeah, that's wild. Them? Yeah. So, so, so they're both like. A lot of celebrities were like that. They had like a, a signature thing that was very easy to understand, like the dumb blonde, yeah. like the alcoholic guy. Yeah. <laughs> it was like these, these, these like broad comedic per, per, personae. Wow. Yeah. But I, yeah, apparently, I think uh, Cannonball Run 2 was the last movie he made. And uh, I don't know if that was considered like a step down for him or what, but... Well, that would make sense. I mean... I just I just remember in Cannonball Run the first one that didn't really seem like he wanted to be there very much. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, they both looked pretty old, him and Sammy at that. But that was like uh, that was early. When was Cannonball Run? Was was that eighties? Yeah, 80s? it was eighties. I think the second one was actually eighty four. Let me let me take a look. Let me take a look here. Yeah. Dean Martin, and of course he had he came back then. You had to come up with a fake name because his name was very Italian. Well, I think it was Martino. It, yeah, it was like Dino something. Uh, let me see. He was he was known as the King of Cool. His name was uh, Dino Crocetti. That was his original name. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, every year he was born in Steubenville, Ohio, and every year there's a, a big Dean Martin festival there. Really. And his daughter Dina is usually there, and she's she also does a, a show on uh, like a Dean Martin Music Hour on um, WABC during the weekends. Oh, really? To go along with the uh, the Ramsey's Sundays with Sinatra show with Joe Piscopo on Sunday. Really? So Joe Piscopo's still around too? Wow. Oh yeah, he, he does the Sinatra show, and and Dina Martin does the Dean Martin show. So Cannibal Run is 81, and Cannibal Run 2 is 84, and he's playing a character called Jamie Blake. Mm -hmm. And it looks like he was on a TV show in 85 called Half Nelson, starring Joe Pesci. I guess it's possible. Wow. Dean Martin played himself in that one, yeah. It's just so interesting how, yeah, I feel like... Well, it's probably similar to, like, Elvis Presley. Like, he seemed to have more of a 
he seems to survive more pop culturally, but similarly, it was that same kind of period, right? Did, was Elvis related in any way to the Rat Pack, or was he kind of no. very distant from that? That was like uh, was sort of oil and water. Well, no, but they they didn't. Uh, well, I mean, Sinatra didn't like rock and roll. He thought it was like a passing fad. Okay, so and, um, you know, like he he didn't think it was going to last more than like a couple years. You know, and <laughs> he. Uh, but they, you know, there's another great YouTube video where they. Um, they sing together on in 1960 on Frank when Frank Sinatra had his own TV show, and Elvis had just come back from the army in 1960, and they it's a really good uh, video. You can, it's on YouTube if you just YouTube okay. Elvis and Frank Sinatra. So, what did these guys call their music genre if they were identifying rock and roll as a fad? What was their what was theirs called? Like uh, standards or like what would you call that genre? Well, Sinatra was like pop music of the time. Crooning, crooner, crooning. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, uh, 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 yeah, they just they sang sort of stand uh, the American Songbook. I don't know. I mean, it was just work. Uh, Sinatra. I always think of Sinatra. Basically, he was a he was a uh, big band lead vocalist. Was what he technically was. Yeah. But someone like Sinatra or. Dean Martin, they really never wrote songs, right? With that, no, no, no. They were just performers and, and singers. Yeah. I mean, they were just like musicians, you know, like their voices were like their instrument, and that's yeah. pretty much what they... I mean, that's technically what Sinatra was, and then he also was charismatic and could host TV shows and whatever, and he was just a ubiquitous sort of personality. But. So could it be that, in, in a way, like Dean Martin is sort of... In Frank Sinatra's shadow today, like for example, on yeah. Sirius XM Radio, there's a Frank Sinatra channel, but there's not a Dean Martin channel. I'm sure there's a lot of Dean Martin on the Frank Sinatra channel, but it, it, it's identified as the uh, Sinatra channel. Yeah. All right, John. Well, thanks. We'll, we'll do it more later. Yeah. All right. So we're inside now. Yeah. Just, so yes. So yeah. I mean, of course, all those other guys are in. Frank Sinatra's shadow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... I guess we can go in here, yeah. Like, you know... Uh, well, those other two guys, like Peter Lawford and whatever, like, they're Joey super... Bishop. Yeah, nobody really... They're knows. not famous at all. No. Sammy Davis Jr. is more famous, but... Well, yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's a little bit more of a niche thing to be into Sammy Davis and um, Dean than to be into Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Yeah, basically. I've, I'm, I like all three. I'm real. I've spent a long time being a huge fan of all three. So, but I mean, d- during the Martin and Lewis time, he really wasn't associated with Frank Sinatra, right? Or was he? I don't think so. I don't really know about that era. But so he was like a massive star, an A-list star before yes. that. Yes. And then the, this, yes. the Rat Pack was sort of like a later evolution of his career. Yeah. Just a quick leap back in here into the fray. Uh, what happened was, I think, is when it was Martin and Lewis, Frank Sinatra was probably at the low ebb of his career as far as fame. Uh, so they didn't really cross paths like that. Uh, although, uh, I do need to note, uh, from what I have read about uh, Elvis... Uh, he idolized Dean Martin coming up, I guess, in the late 40s, early 50s. And 
in certain ways tried to emulate him, but of course he was Elvis and uh, went on to be Elvis. But uh, yeah, he Dean Martin was a great hero, and in the early 1950s, Frank Sinatra really had this label of being a has-been, as those familiar with Sinatra's life. And then he came back. And then he faded. And then he really... The harder life hit uh, Frank Sinatra, he'd come back bigger. Uh, Dean Martin it was a stranger arc of fame. Is that the idea? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't even know... I'm not sure how much of a... how successful he was as a singer until after yeah martin and lewis I, I i guess he was a singer of some had some kind of I, I i don't i don't know but i just know that yeah he was he sold a lot of records yeah after that after martin and lewis it's just it's just i'm just the oh, media God, that right now. <laughs> the media that survives the movies obviously have survived and a bunch of the tv shows are on youtube the Rat Pack stuff is, like you said, there's a few movies, but it's sort of hit and miss. There's like, it just sort of seems like in order to like persist into the future, there needs to be a lot of like video of you that's very accessible. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, well, there's a lot of good clips you can find if I'm on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> all right john so uh the washington commanders are on so thanks john for uh sharing some thoughts on uh, dean martin with us yeah that's about all i can say i mean but i'm a big fan nice all right hey it's later on now back home yeah, so there's something really bugging me about the whole Dean Martin thing. I just can't really pin down what I don't like about him or the whole world surround the entertainment world surrounding him. It just it, it feels like sort of a pop culture short circuit, so to speak. I want to try to understand it though. I think, uh, you know, I have had very little, if, if, and my brother said also, very little exposure to the, 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 uh, the movies with uh, Martin and Lewis. And I know that was his initial huge uh, pop culture dominance, was through that partnership with Jerry Lewis. <clears throat> I have to say, as I mentioned earlier, um, you know, I really find Jerry Lewis very hard to take uh, that man-child like cat kind of character I kind of remember watching a few like like my brother mentioned a few of the movies like the nutty professor and stuff a lady you know that kind of stuff and it just I haven't sought out or saw anything Jerry Lewis related uh, really in my adulthood I don't think I don't know why though I mean I kind of want to like Jerry Lewis but I just kind of don't have any interest in him. Um, and Dean Martin, I've been watching a few things. I watched a little bit of a documentary, a little bit of a Martin Lynn Lewis movie, a little bit of his TV show. And I feel like, to be honest, at some level, I just don't like him. Um, 
but I, it's like I want to like him, but I just don't. There's, it feels like something like I don't feel anything negative towards him, but I, there's just this weird feeling of um, disinterest and kind of uh, not wanting to see anything else that he's in. And it's weird because, you know, I'm usually so into uh, discovering realms of pop culture that I may have uh, missed out on. Um, I think something that's rather similar in a way from the time period are the carry-on films uh, from Britain uh, that really were uh, of the 60s and 70s. I'm sorry, the 50s and 60s, really. Uh, the thing is, I just absolutely love those movies. It Because the tone of it, this, the nature of that, really, uh, it, it, it's, it, it fits my taste in entertainment. Um, so then, of course, we have the Rat Pack stuff. This is something that I've, of course, uh, been aware of, and my brother and his friend Mark, you know, from the, you can hear Mark on the Combat Zone program here on the channel. Um, <clears throat> they are huge Rat Pack fans. The guy that used to live next door was a huge Frank Sinatra fan. We listen to Frank Sinatra all the time. And I understand there's it's this incredible romance. Using the term romance as a sort of aspirational and dreams, not any kind of interpersonal relationships. The romance of the Rat Pack and being cool and hip in the mid-century, right, um, is something that I understand the appeal of. It feels like um, undeniably kind of a if people, I, I, and I know this might sound a bit critical, but for a man especially to worry about what people think about their musical taste or their cultural taste, being into the Rat Pack, <clears throat> Frank Sinatra and all them, and Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr. is 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 beyond reproach, right? If you're a guy and you're into that, then no one's going to say that you're any less of a man for being into that, you know. And I don't know if that's part of it or I know that the way people perceive themselves in the world around them, they, uh, <clears throat> you know, take on the trappings of how they want to be perceived. But, of course, I do think that the imagery and the music and the whole vibe of the Rat Pack is is very interesting and alluring. So I'm, I don't think it's wrong for anyone to be into it. It's just for me personally, I have no interest in in that Rat Pack scene. I'm aware of it. I don't identify with it in the least. Hey baby, how you doing? You know Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin. Like I get it, but it's not for me in the least. Um. Oh man, the Rat Pack. Ha. Huh. I always found them fascinating. Uh, no one mentioned the Rat Pack was founded by Humphrey Bogart, and they were like a bunch of drinking buddies, and Frank Sinatra was part of it. And I believe the legend goes that no less than Lauren Bacall named this motley crew of drunken geezers a Rat Pack. Uh, whether that's true or not, I cannot say. Uh, but they were never... I mean, I was never that big 
But, uh, oh, the, the reason they didn't have a Dean Martin channel and they do have a Sinatra channel is there's at least 10 times, if not 20 times, as many recordings available of uh, Frank Sinatra. Dean Martin was laid back in all of I Sinatra was out there recording from like 1941 pretty steadily every opportunity he got well into the 1970s and then he continued to do some things whereas Dean Martin I mean, he even owned his own record label at one time up uh, the reprise record label uh, Dean Martin and I think did Frank own part of it? I'm not sure how that worked, but I'm, I know Dean Martin owned that. And even then, um, and what other points do I have here on my on my point sheet? Uh, that we were talking about Elvis, and th- really looking. I mean, look at Cannonball Run. Before Dean Martin died, his star had fallen considerably. Yes, he was still legendary, but he wasn't getting big movies. And perhaps his performance was deteriorating. It's hard to say. I know his last tour, uh, they tried to do a Rat Pack reunion, and he had to go home. He was just not... uh, the rumor of that goes that instead of just doing the stage drunk by that point at around the time his son died he actually had started to drink in a more serious manner and uh, he may have been actually a little inebriated it is said and this is before phones and all that so I don't think there's any footage we can go back and see but uh, him and Elvis. I mean, Elvis was playing these little high school auditoriums all over. I mean, he was selling them out. He was able to go on tour and make money, but he wasn't getting like new hit records to any degree or selling. It's dying. I'm for money was wise uh, and fame wise. I think Elvis died at possibly the best time he could have possibly went. Unless he lasted until around now, in which case, oh, can you imagine? Can you, and, and Dean Martin too. Uh, but I think Dean was a little older. And uh, yeah, there, there are certain limitations of the human body altogether, which is something we cope with, with our stars that are this big. Um, and there's a kinship to Andy Kaufman in, um, our, in Jerry Lewis that uh, perhaps bears some examination. But we're talking Dean Martin, right, Frank? Then I guess I was actually not even aware that uh, that Dean Martin had this kind of, like, drunk act. Who was the guy that did the drunk thing that was maybe he was on, like, Hollywood Squares? Foster Brooks is the name that comes to mind. Um, so does, was Dean Martin, like, sort of, deliberately putting on this drunk act and how I was not even aware of that. Um, It's, yeah, so I I think probably part of my lack of an opinion or a view on on Dean Martin is is that he might represent in some ways a complete opposite of my personality and what I'm interested in, right? Um, 
he almost sort of screams out, hey, hey, I'm just a cool, regular guy, man. You know, like, I don't know what it is. And I don't, I don't want to put anyone down that loves Dean Martin. But I, I have to say that there's, like, literally nothing about him or the worlds he inhabited in culture. They are all way down on my list and really almost the exact opposite of my cultural personality. <laughs> and I didn't even realize that. I did not. Uh, it's just you like some things and you don't like other things. And it's interesting. I think some of the musical acts that I really kind of despise are kind of along the same route, uh, this, along the same veins. I would say, well, perhaps not along. I would say Tom Petty, definitely. Hey, man, I'm just a regular guy. For Something about Tom Petty's persona just drives me up the wall and weirdly I would also so I would also say that uh, David Bowie I know that would seem that David Bowie is the exact opposite but there's something in David Bowie's persona that's kind of similar to to these guys I'm talking about uh, another one Bob Dylan and I know it sounds like all these artists are very separate but there's there's a certain thing and I would also say um Bruce Springsteen there's a certain thread throughout them that just it's they're like not their music but just their whole vibe is just like nails on a chalkboard for me right and I would say that Dean Martin occupies that that kind of uh, realm and again I, I completely understand why someone would like him and I didn't even know I, I disliked him as much as I do after <laughs> dealing with this topic I know it's not nice to say bad things, but it's not. I, I'm sure the guy was a great guy. It seems like he was actually a decent person from all of the stuff, the, the anecdotal information. But I haven't never thought about Dean Martin that much. And um, yeah, <laughs> but I still, I still want to essentially understand what is. I still feel there's something else I have not uncovered. Let me let me sit and think for a minute here. Well, that didn't take more than a few seconds. Um, the music, right? I would say, and as, as I was talking to my brother, you know, what do you call that genre? The standards and these guys that are singers, but they don't write any music and they are, and you know, or any lyrics or anything. Uh, when I hear some of that music, it's okay, but I would never ever go out of my way to hear that kind of music, right? And I love so much kind of music, but just that Frank Sinatra stuff, it just does nothing for me. Again, if it's on, I'll listen to it. Fly me to the moon When the moon hits your eye Like a big pizza pie That's amore Yeah. Zero. <laughs> Zero. I would never seek it out to listen to and like my wife used to work for a doctor at a doctor's office and he just played Frank Sinatra 24 hours a day in the in the office it's all he played because it's kind of a safe a safe choice you know I know the music I listen to is uh you know recently with the whole Luna thing I'm into a k-pop girl group you know I know I I know it, it seems a little uh, weird but I'm just being honest about my musical taste I'm living on the edge, man.
anyway, I don't know. I, I, I feel a little strange about this whole topic, Dean Martin, because um, it's sort of, I guess, I never, I never really talked about Dean Martin or how I kind of feel like I dislike his persona because I didn't really care enough um, <clears throat> to uh, investigate it. But now that I really have done some soul searching, yeah, no, no, no mas, no mas. Dean Martin, indeed. But it was a very challenging topic, and uh, at least my, my brother's a big fan, so that was good. And my father had some memories, too. Anyways, Dean Martin, the man, the legend, gets a big zero from me. Anyways, back to you, BQ. Yeah, Dean Martin, wherever you are, as a topic of the Overnightscape Central, uh, uh, this is as big a thing. Even when I, I leave Frank confused and dazed as to why. <laughs> oh, man, the, the, a memorable and perhaps historic episode of the Overnightscape Central has been here. And uh, thanks, Frank, for humoring me and you for uh, going through this uh, assault that I perpetrated on the world by... Well, he really... I mean, think back. He was... He would be canceled. Uh, have you ever seen even uh, the bits of the Matt Helm movies? While uh, there were James Bond movies and these spy movies and TV shows were a huge vogue. Uh, he did a series based on some, you know, a series of fairly popular, you know, action guy novels, uh, these Matt Helm novels, and these things are probably as close to as 60s male chauvinist over the top, like, you know, the thing with uh, Goldie Hawn we heard earlier, just completely playing that to the limit and Dean Martin's character and, uh, they are certainly uh, timepieces, and uh, if you want to see what I'm talking about, uh, I'd recommend you take a peek. You don't have to watch the whole movie. I think uh, bits of them are readily available in our pop culture realms, so uh, that might be worth your while checking out, because those Matt Helm movies, I gotta tell you. And uh, even on his TV show, he had this these girls who their job was to dance and be girls and good the gold diggers. Oh yes, now I've, it's all coming back now. But he was from a different time, and uh, well, we'll talk about different times and cancellations in just a moment. I'm just want to make sure I hit all the points I wanted to because uh, I think you can rest assured uh, Dean Martin will never be the topic on the Overnightscape Central again. Although I do, uh, he's, some of his music, uh, some of his things, uh, unless it's really hard those Dean Martin, Jerry Lewis movies, yeah, I've seen them. I got something out of them at some point in time, but I can't imagine, I can't even imagine sitting, there are a few later Jerry Lewis films, uh, notably the ones directed by Frank Tashlin, uh, that I feel might be worth a look at with somebody if I was doing a film thing, watching movies, but I don't think 
I'm going. Although the day the clown cried, uh, when that I think it's next year or the year after, we may finally get to see that, and I'm sure everybody's going to want to say something about that nightmare. Uh, but let us now, uh, since we had a failed topic, this this topic may succeed. Uh, next week on the Overnightscape Central, I'm inviting you to join us where the topic is. Andy Kaufman 2022. Now, this is a different world. Uh, We are Andy Kaufman and what he did and how he did it. uh, Nobody's putting him in any Hall of Fame. I think the days and idea of uh, the WWE Hall of Fame enshrining him are over. his the way he he made fun of foreign people and immigrants he oh boy yeah he is now and uh, the wrestling women and what he used to say about women and yeah it was a joke but that doesn't matter apparently because i have no idea but i have this sneaking suspicion that uh at least until we have another culture shift uh mr kaufman he got his movie. That's and I mean, without Andy, this station wouldn't have occurred. But that is what I would like to see. What everybody is thinking now, this many years after our big Andy Kaufman thing and the reverberations thereof, uh, let's talk about Andy Kaufman here on the Overnightscape Central next week. The deadline, should you choose this assignment to be part of your existence, is the 30th of August, 2022, uh, in the evening time, and uh, you'll be sure to be part of this. uh, I think this will be interesting. Uh, I could be wrong. Oh, man, like picking Dean Martin. But... uh, Here we go. And uh, the email address to send your contribution, in case you don't have it handy, is kpqr.torc at gmail.com. I will repeat that, kpqr.torc at gmail.com. And uh, this... It, this was interesting anyways, and it was great hearing the Nora boys. I, that's just, that's always a pleasure. And uh, we will continue this series and endeavor to make next week just a little better. And uh, till then, let's all go and set the controls for the heart of the fun. It's fun, really. <laughs>